This edition of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by Lockdown Fantasy Football. Winning your league starts with the right data. Vinny Iyer of the Sporting News provides you the edge you need in your fantasy football leagues. Lockdown Fantasy Football is a daily podcast all year round, so your fantasy team never fails. Subscribe to the Lockdown Fantasy Football show today, wherever you get your podcasts. All right, everybody, welcome on in to another edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Gino Camilleri here joining you on this Saturday edition of the show, this final show of the week as we continue our training camp journey. And we're going to switch over for one show. We have to do defense this week. The individual that Lou is going to be talking to, there was a miscommunication on Lou's end. You can uh, get at him on that. And they will be doing their show Monday on the quarterback position. You're not going to want to miss that one. But today, it is Saturday. You know I love alliterations, so what better position to talk about than my favorite position on defense, and we are talking safeties. In this first segment, I really want to preface what you are going to see from the safety position moving forward, seeing that we are in this new generation under Jonathan Gannon. We're not under Jim Schwartz anymore. These defense are going to look a lot different, both up front and on the back end, as opposed to what Jim Schwartz put out the past few seasons. Jim Schwartz is primarily a cover one, cover three style of defensive coordinator. And with that, you see a safety, a deep safety alone on an island a lot of the time. And personally, I don't believe that is the best way to win a football game, seeing that this game is one in space. And if you only have one player patrolling the entire deep third of the field, it's going to be tough to win a lot of one-on-one matchups, especially a lot in zone. If you have players that don't have the foot speed, i.e. Marcus Epps, to play that position, that single high safety. So what are we going to get under Jonathan Gannon? And before we got into the individuals playing the position, it's good that we preface how they are going to play this position in 2021 and beyond, as long as Jonathan Gannon is here as the defensive coordinator. Moving away from this cover one, cover three ideology where it's very zone centric, you have a lot of turn and run from your cornerbacks where they're facing inward in that zone style turn. These guys are going to be asked to win one-on-one matchups on the outside while the safeties are playing a more quarters, cover two, cover four style of defense where you're winning a lot more with triangles. And I I say that because when you play defense and you're projecting out the quarters base system, a lot of it breaks down to a triangle. And each side of the field has a triangle with a linebacker, a cornerback, and a safety. And these safeties now, they're going to be in cover two and cover four positions where they're asked to line up 12 to 15 yards off the ball, but not just play deep safety. They're going to have to come in and cap some of these defenders on the outside. They're going to have to come in and play against the run in the alleys. These guys are going to have to cover a quarter of the field 
much like we had seen, and I always reference this one particular game in 2018 against the Texans, where they did so excellent defending that high-profile offense by running a lot of quarters, where the cornerbacks have a lot of help behind them, even though they are playing man principles up front. There's a lot of zone behind those man principles, and these safeties are asked to have a lot of responsibility. It's not just you're a safety and you're the last guy to be on the field and the the deepest player on the field and the deep third. No, you're going to have to be able to cover crossers. You're going to have to drop down into some of these disguises where you turn from a cover two or four to a cover three, where you have a robber coming underneath the deep safety. These guys are going to have to have a ton, a ton of mental processing this season, much more than they did in the past under Jim Schwartz, because it's not just, okay, zone turn, run the entire length of the field, and then the safety has to go to the deepest man. No, these guys are going to be put in there, and they're going to be true chess pieces. And the thing is, all the players they have at safety are all completely different. And to me, the versatility is key, especially for this position and I just wanted to give a little bit of insight in what they're going to be doing and to look at this group in a little bit of different light as you have in the past few seasons because they're going to be asked to do different things they're going to be asked to have different assignments than they have under Jim Schwartz and it's going to be interesting to see how guys who were in that system much like Rodney McLeod Kavon Wallace for one season are able to adapt to this Jonathan Gannon defense And in a Jonathan Gannon defense, these safeties, these guys are going to be the quarterbacks playing from the back end of this defense moving forward. And in segment two and three, we're going to get into just exactly who these guys are, who the playmakers are going to be at the safety position and how they're going to be used in regards to their respective skill sets. I love this group. I think it is a very entertaining group. I think on paper, it looks much better than they had last year. And certainly since Malcolm Jenkins has departed, we're trying to find the newest identity outside of Rodney McLeod and who will be the leader moving forward in this group for the near future and beyond. And we will get into that in segment two and three on this Saturday edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast. But before we do that, we have a message from our great friends over at Built Bar. Celebrate freedom of choice. Did you know that Built Bar has so many delicious flavors? There's something for everyone. When you talk to a Built Bar fan, they're definitely passionate about the flavors that we have and their favorite flavors in particular. You know I love my salted caramel and my mint brownie. There's other great ones, orange cookies and cream, German chocolate, raspberry, cherry barcia, on and on. Lou, He always loves his weird flavors. I don't take his palate into account when it comes to food anymore. He just has so many ridiculous tastes. So stick with me or stick with what you like. Or if you haven't tried anything else, get the mix box where you get two of each of the nine flavors. Built Bar are also very healthy, too. They only come up to 18 grams of protein only. I mean, that's that's almost half a meal. That's incredible. If you are looking to get a nice little bit of protein in your diet, Their calories go from 130 to 180, only 5 grams of sugar, only 5 grams of net carbs for those keto-conscious individuals. Order today and get the grasshopper cookie or raspberry or whatever you like. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. 
Isn't that neat? I did not know that. And now everybody else knows it. So go support Team USA. Go to built.com and use the promo code locked on to get 15% off your order. Go to built.com and get 15% off your order. All right, everybody, welcome on back to segment two of this Saturday edition of the show, Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network. Gino Camilleri here talking safeties with everyone, and this unit in particular. To many, it might not inspire much confidence outside of Rodney McLeod, but I believe in this group. I believe what they have done in the past two off-seasons, especially this year, in the draft last year, adding a guy like Kavon Wallace, especially this year, you go out and add Anthony Harris, and you also get a guy in Jacoby Stevens who can kind of do it all and has done it all down at LSU. And this group in particular is going to be asked to do a lot of different things. And coming from Jim Schwartz's system, where Rodney McLeod in particular was asked to do a ton when it comes to one-on-one matchups. He would line up and cover tight ends a majority of the time when he was out there in man coverage. He was also asked to be that deep safety. He was asked to come down and tackle against the run in the lane, which, in my opinion, was his best trait last year. I believe that Rodney McLeod had his best season when it came to overall production in all three levels of the field last season. He was absolutely dominant. He led the team in passes defended last year with seven. He had one interception last year where Marcus Epps led the team with two. So out of the safety unit, they led the way with three interceptions last year. The cornerbacks didn't do much. And when it comes down to it, you have to win the turnover battle. And if you're not getting it from your cornerbacks, you have to look to the unlikely source at the safety position to do just that. And not only are they asked to defend the pass, these guys also have to come down and run. I mean, for goodness sake, Rodney McLeod last year had 66 tackles. Marcus Epps had 47 these guys that are in there and playing big minutes at that position are going to be asked to tackle a lot. And now under Jonathan Gannon's scheme, where you're going to see these guys playing in roles, much like a guy, like let's say Jacoby Stevens, for example, he's going to be asked to play a hybrid linebacker slash safety position where he's almost an overhang. And what the overhang does is he'll be behind a linebacker. You know, they'll have a linebacker lined up on a tight end and then they'll have Jacoby Stevens or a guy like Kavon Wallace, who is built for that intermediate area of the field to defend crossers, to maybe even defend in one-on-one matchups and then also come down and defend the run. And why I love this group is the versatility of all of these players. And when you put one of these guys out there, it's not just like, For example, when you're running the ball with Jordan Howard, like you know what you're going to get when he's out there. Kavon Wallace, for example, can do a lot of things in this defense, and he did that at Clemson. So did a guy like Jacoby Stevens as well at LSU, and even Anthony Harris when he was with the Vikings. He did a lot of different assignments. So when you put these guys out there, not only are you going to be able to deploy them in the secondary You're going to be able to toss them up against the line of scrimmage at times and come in on blitzes. I mean, they love, they love to get guys to come off the edge 
in that Jonathan Gannon type of system. And when you have players like Rodney McLeod who have that foot speed and have that understanding and that ability to tackle well, you're going to utilize him in every phase of the defense. So that's why I appreciate this unit. Is Jonathan Gannon going to put them in the best position to succeed? That's what we have to wait and see. Do they have the manpower to get it done? To many, they might say no. I believe it's the better of the two positions in the secondary currently. Outside of Darius Slay, I I really don't have confidence in that cornerback group. At safety, I saw flashes from Kavon Wallace last year. Even a guy like Marcus Epps, who hopefully he's just a camp body this year, he did what he had to do last year and came up in some big-time moments. Anthony Harris, I believe, is the most important signing in this transitional defense, coming from Jim Schwartz's cover one, cover three philosophies to this cover two slash four in Jonathan Gannon's scheme. He's just going to be able to be in the right place at the right time. I don't think you're going to see a lot of blown assignments from the veterans. I believe that they're going to understand this defense and take it in stride. And Rodney McLeod arguably is the smartest player on the back end. So when you have a player like him and Anthony Harris back there, I don't think you're going to see too many times where guys are throwing their arms up saying, oh, who blew that assignment? Just let uh, let Darius Slayton get behind us. Only the best receiver on the field for the Giants or C.D. Lamb just gets open out of nowhere. I don't think that's going to happen. When it comes to how they are deployed, though, I think you can see at any given time two between between one and four of these guys on the field at once. The corner position, I don't know how many they keep, but at safety, I think however you want to qualify Jacoby Stevens, if you say he's a safety or hybrid linebacker, he'll be on the team. I think they're going to keep around Kavon Wallace and Anthony Harris and Ronnie McLeod. Do they keep players like Marcus Epps and Andrew Adams, who they brought in? We'll see. But cornerback, you can't look at any of those guys and say, yeah, they're they're definitely going to be on this team. Outside of a player like Zach McPherson, who they just drafted, it's hard to say they have confidence in that position. Jonathan Gannon has to be looking at this group and say, I'm going to get a lot of my firepower, a lot of my turnovers, a lot of my game-breaking plays outside of Darius Slay from my safety group. And that's how I'm looking at this right now when it comes to the secondary. The safeties are going to have to step up in a huge way come 2021. Can they do it? I firmly believe that they can. In segment three, we're going to talk about who outside of Rodney McLeod should get a majority of these snaps, where these guys are going to line up. And at the end of the day, who is going to be the biggest playmaker for this group outside of the obvious in Oh Captain, My Captain and Rodney McLeod. So come on back as we wrap up this Saturday edition of the show where we are talking safeties on the Locked On Eagles podcast. All right, everybody, welcome on back to this final segment of the Locked On Eagles podcast here on Saturday, June, or July 24th, excuse me, as we continue on our training camp journey. 
talking about safeties, finishing up this unit, and we will move on to more defensive positions in the upcoming week after Lou has his great interview on Monday where he is talking to somebody who is a big proponent and a close friend to Jalen Hurts. But right now we're talking safeties. And who is going to be the guy outside of Rodney McLeod? I I think we're all on that bandwagon that Rodney should continue to be the most dominant figure in that secondary. Who is going to step up this year? I have two prime candidates. Kevon Wallace, if we're going young, I really believe that this defense suits him much more than what Jim Schwartz put out there last year. Kevon is a player who's a bigger build for the safety group. He is a a guy who's more of a sub-package type of player, somebody who can come in there and be a nickel or even a dime type of defender. But at the same time, he can defend the run in base. He could probably play that off-ball linebacker type of role that he played a little bit at Clemson. Jacoby Stevens could be a prime candidate right behind him, but Kavan in his second year should look to take that jump from year one to year two. And especially at safety where a lot of your first year, you're getting used to the assignments, understanding the, the pace of the play at the NFL level. He really didn't see too many snaps till the end of the year, but now coming into year two in a system that is more primed for him to succeed it's hard to look past him at being a guy who should see second or third most amount of snaps in this unit as long as he's healthy because he can do a lot of different things. He's go- he's not going to be tasked to be the last guy on the defense, to be your almost your, your sweeper keeper of sorts if you're talking soccer, the last guy, the last line of defense. No, he's going to be a guy who's playing 12 yards and in that can line up at the line of scrimmage line up in a linebacker position, almost a strong safety of sorts as well, and be a cap defender against the pass where he's sitting behind a linebacker. Come up and defend the alley versus the run. Even be a player who at times is sugaring some of the gaps a little bit just to get the quarterback thinking, hey, is this safety going to come out on a blitz? But then he just drops back or he goes in for a blitz. He's a guy who's a physical player, a good tackler, somebody that they really can utilize in this new defense. And I'm really excited to see what Kavan can do moving forward in 2021 under Jonathan Gannon. The other one and the more senior presence here is Anthony Harris. His speed, his athleticism alone should see him flying all over the field. He's somebody who's played in this exact type of scheme for Jonathan Gannon when he was the cornerbacks coach at Minnesota under Mike Zimmer, where Anthony Harris happened to play for a bunch of seasons and is a big reason why he came here, much like a player in Eric Wilson who came from Minnesota as well to Philadelphia. Players that understand this type of scheme where the secondary and the linebackers are tasked to do much more because they're most likely going to be moving to an odd front. So they have numbers to play a chess game on the back end. Anthony Harris is this guy that we talk about that I have wanted for quite some time that can play all three levels of the field and really has that range to get from the middle of the field to the numbers to break up passes when you need that last line of defense. So two completely different caliber players in Anthony Harris and Kevon Wallace 
But now that you move to an odd front, you can get more guys on the field at the back end to hopefully defend the pass in a better way using more zone style schemes where you have numbers on the side of the ball, where you're not just putting your guys on islands at the cornerback position where the safeties really can fly around and have a lot of different responsibilities, but at the same time can be more impactful in the play. Because let me tell you, when you were in evaluating a safety in a cover three system, one out of every four plays he's getting in on the action. The rest of the time, he's just sitting back there and hoping nobody gets past him. In this style, in this quarter scheme, these guys are going to be doing a lot of different things. They're going to be moving all over the field, and they're going to be in the play a lot more. So when we come on Monday to evaluate the game, or Tuesday when the All-22 drops on NFL Game Pass, we can go out there and actually see these guys involved in the play much more. I believe you'll see the turnover numbers increase from this unit. I believe you'll see more forced fumbles from this unit, more passes defended from this unit, more tackles from this unit. All in all, the safety position, which it should, is going to be more involved in this style of defense than we saw under Jim Schwartz in the past few years. And I'm very excited to see it because safeties, they deserve to get paid more. They deserve to get the recognition that they deserve I'd say some of the best athletes in the NFL play the safety position. So these guys, they're going to be asked to do a lot of things here in this Jonathan Gannon scheme, but I'm excited for what they can do. They have a good mix of veteran presences, young guys, guys that can play all three levels, guys that can play in individual sub packages. They just have a lot of different moving parts and chess pieces at this safety unit, which really inspires me moving forward into 2021 and beyond so that'll do it here on this saturday edition of the show as we finish up the safety position monday lou will be talking jalen hurts and the quarterback group in particular and we will continue on our training camp venture as training camp will open up for the philadelphia eagles in the coming weeks we will see the philadelphia eagles finally back on the field they will be at novacare they will be at lincoln financial field for a couple open practices it's great to see the guys back out there i can't wait until we actually get to see them in some games even though it's going to be preseason coming up any live football is great football in my opinion and anytime we could talk about the birds is great to me. And thank you all for tuning in. Any listeners that are just joining us for their first show or maybe even the first show of the week, maybe the first show of the month, or maybe your 30th show of the month or the year. So thank you for tuning in on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. You know where to find us on Twitter at DBSELOE at Lockdown Birds. Find me at GC24 underscore football. Find our main page at LockedOnEagles.com. You can go to the Lockdown Podcast Network and see the vast number of podcasts that we have. And while you're there, you could go and get the Lockdown Today podcast. Will DeAndre Hopkins choose to walk away over the NFL COVID-19's rules? You can tune in to Peter Bukowski, where he delivers you in under 20 minutes all the latest news around every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You know where to get the Locked On Eagles podcast as well. LockedOnPodcastNetwork.com, LockedOnEagles.com, Odyssey, Stitcher, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts. 
YouTube is coming up and we will be getting big into that this upcoming season. So please rate, subscribe, and review on any platform that you can. Reach out to us on Twitter, any form of social media that you guys can find us. And thank you for tuning in to the Lockdown Eagles podcast. We appreciate you listening. We appreciate you tuning in. We appreciate your downloads, rates, and subscribe. So thank you for joining me on this Saturday edition of the show. I'm Gino Camilleri. Fly, Eagles, fly.